Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. Good morning, good morning. Hey everybody, Charles here and welcome to another great show. So happy you can join us today. Now listen, what you've been up to, what have you been doing? How's your business? Hmm, I'll wait. Do you know how your business is doing? Have you figured it out? Have you gained? Have you lost? Well, let's talk about it. But I got a special guest today. I'm so happy they can join us on the air. Let's give them a big round of applause. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Uh, I'm so happy that you could be here. And it's funny, I'm going to tell everybody those secrets. And I found you on a platform. And then what mm-hmm. caught me was the smile. I'm like, okay, I just got to check her out. All right, what's going on? Found out you're doing a lot of great things. And there's the beautiful smile. I'm glad you could be on her show. So tell everybody where you're calling in from. I am living in Jacksonville, Florida right now by way of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, man. Which I always like to make sure that that's you know, added into the conversation. <laughs> so tell us what the weather is like right now. Um, it's super hot. Um, I am not a fan of heat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I ended up here, but I'm in the house in the AC. So oh, I, I my. run my errands around the temperature. Oh, okay. So I'm either okay. out in the morning or yeah. I'm out in the evening and I'm in the house during the day. Oh man, we'll we'll take the heat. I I love the heat. We'll take the heat right now. So let me think. Born and raised, where are you from? Um, I actually was born here in Jacksonville, Florida, but we moved to Atlanta when I was an infant. So um So the heat the heat's I, in your the heat's in your blood already then. It's not. I, it just it skipped right on over me. I can't take it. <laughs> All right. So growing up, you know, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Like, you know, what was the little girl in you doing? What were you dreaming of becoming? So um, I grew up in Atlanta, have lived all over Atlanta in all different cities uh, in Atlanta, um, mainly from College Park, which is where the airport is, um, if you're familiar with Atlanta. Um, As a little girl, ironically, Um, I wanted my big dream was to be either a nurse practitioner or to be a physician assistant. Um, And neither one of those panned out (laughs) for a number of reasons. Um, But that was that was my dream all the way up through maybe my second year in college. What was it? Just giving people needles? What was it like? You know what I mean? (laughs) Really helping people. I love um, I love health some kind of way. I don't know where that came from, um, but I love health, health care. I have a 20 plus year background in public health. Um, so I never lost that part, um, but didn't make it so much in the clinical area. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. when did, when did the, give me your first two jobs growing up? My first, um, my first like 
teenage job was a Walmart. Okay. <laughs> I refused to be like all my other friends and work in fast food. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I was too, I was too good for that. <laughs> um, and so I worked at, that's terrible. Um, but I worked at Walmart as a teenager in the gap. Okay. And then my first professional job was actually, um, I graduated from Albany state in Albany, Georgia. And uh, my senior year, I had to do an internship. And uh, the lady that was my mentor uh, at the hospital there actually offered me a job before I graduated. Okay. Um, because I like to think I did so awesome during my internship. Um, and so uh, uh, the lady, uh, her, name was, her name was Ronnie. She since passed away. But she had this dream of having a program in the school system uh, in Daugherty County Mm -hmm. for pregnant and parenting teens. Okay. Um, And so she wanted to bring that dream to life and thought I was the perfect person to coordinate, manage and implement that project. And that project still exists today. It's called the Network of Trust. It is housed in Phoebe Putney Memorial Hospital, which is a big hospital in Albany, Georgia. But that was my first job um, right out of college. And then what 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 did you gain from that job? What was the main thing that you took away from that oh, job? Oh, my gosh. Um, so first, it was my entry into public health without being in public health. I worked mm-hmm. for the hospital, but certainly when you're talking about Um, teen pregnancy, pregnancy prevention, et cetera. Those are all public health, you know, issues. Right. Um, And so probably the biggest um, things that I've taken with me from day one of that particular position, I grew up pretty much upper middle class. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, in that role, uh, my first, one of my first clients, students, she was 11 years old. Oh. Having a baby. Wow. Um, and so, you know, that was my entree into how diverse people mm-hmm. live uh, in the United States. Um, I had several students that lived in homes without running water. This was 1996, 97. I had students that didn't have running water. Um, I had students that um, didn't have electricity. I had students that had no transportation, no access to public transportation. Um, And so I've always carried that with me in terms of remembering that we all that we come from different backgrounds and that's there's just so much diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's babies having babies. Yeah. 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 That that must have been hard to to see it and, and to know the potential mm-hmm. and what her life is going to be like from there. Yeah. I mean a part of our program A was to prevent a repeat pregnancy because mm-hmm. we knew um we could have better outcomes if there weren't any additional um, pregnancies. And so that was our number one goal was to make sure that our students, um, had access to what they needed to have access to, to prevent a repeat pregnancy. 
We also, another one of our goals was to make sure that our students graduated from high school. Um, and so, uh, you know, that looked like health education, social services, that looked like, you know, helping with childcare, et cetera. Uh, and to remain in the program, right. they, you know, could not have another pregnancy. They had to maintain a certain GPA. Um, and so, like I said, that was 90, I graduated in 94. So that was 95 and Network of Trust is still in existence today. Um, it is a much larger program. It's a, a school health program that's throughout the county. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's a success. So then from that, you, you, you know, you took a lot of things in. What was the second job that pushed you forward? So then I moved back home to Atlanta and um, I started working at Wellstar Health System, which is a large health system um, in five counties uh, in the metro Atlanta area and had another great opportunity to start a brand new program out of um, Kennestone Hospital. And so uh, the premise there was there are several stages of a woman's life. Okay. And so we had managers for each stage of a woman's life. And so I was the manager over adolescent health. Um, And so we had programs throughout the counties. They're centered around um, adolescent health, um, health education classes, parenting education, um, et cetera. And so, I worked there for about nine years, 10 years. So then how did all this gain to where you are today? Like, you know, what, what made you decide, man, mm-hmm. I need to do this. This is, this is my thing. Like, you know, what I mean? you stopped everything else and went, this is my thing. What, what, what was it? The light bulb came on. Someone told you, you won the lotto. What happened? No, it was life. <laughs> so, um, I was married at one point and, um, I had, had a son, who's now 27 um, and was in a long-term relationship after that marriage and had another son who is now 18. And, you know, due to life and circumstances, I ended up raising them practically on my own um, without a lot of financial or emotional support. Uh, And both my sons are stellar basketball players. And so with my oldest son, you know what that looks like, trainers, traveling, (laughs) all of the things. And here I am on my salary and needed some supplemental income, but I needed that supplemental income to be on my time. Uh, So it wasn't necessarily about getting a second job. Mm. Uh, And so I started coaching and consulting primarily in public health. Right. Um, Helping health departments create strategy and programs around adolescent health and wellness, youth development, teen pregnancy prevention, et cetera. And I use that money uh, to supplement my income uh, so that, you know, uh, we could still do things as if we were a two parent household. Right. Right. (laughs) So we traveled. We, you know, ate pretty well for the most part, kept the lights on. Um, <laughs> we had gas in the car, et cetera. Um, and so my business uh, is going on 17 years old. 
Okay. Um, and it was born out of really just a necessity to be able to supplement my income um, as a single mom. Right. So then what do you do for others now that you train, that you help? What do you do for others? Yeah. So I help solopreneurs to increase their traffic leads and sales, which is the heartbeat of any sort of successful, profitable business. Um, my business has actually gone through several iterations as well. Uh, and so I like to think, you know, pre zoom and all of the <laughs> things, um, I did a lot of traveling, uh, as a coach and consultant, uh, working with governmental in, uh, agencies, faith-based organizations, nonprofits, um, you know, whoever needed help with strategy planning. Uh, community health work, uh, if they needed curriculum training. Um, I was the person that would show up and uh, either lead that strategy planning, lead that curriculum training, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so 2019, uh, you know, here we are with this online world, social media, uh, you can you know, all of the things you don't necessarily have to get on a plane. Right. And, um, and so learning how to transition my business, uh, to an online world, there was a little bit of a learning curve there. Um, but that's where I am now and am thriving. And now that my sons are older, I'm moving into a space where I'm able to take my profits put it back into my business and am looking to grow my business um, in the next couple of years. Now that I don't have to turn that money into um, utilities and <laughs> trainers and all of the things. <laughs> all right. So let, let's get into it. You know, cause uh, as you're talking, I'm sitting there looking at your, uh, at your website and a lot of people want to know certain things. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you, they say, you know, heavy traffic to your site. What is traffic? Yeah. What do you consult heavy traffic? Because traffic, you know, you can get a whole bunch of people coming, but mm-hmm. is that the traffic you want? So traffic is visibility, eyes on your business. Uh, and so uh, you do want to make sure that you do have the right eyes on your business, the right types of people um, coming to your sites that are interested in your products and services and and they want to buy. Uh, and so that is part of the process. Um, in terms of when you get into, you know, making leaps in sales, part of that is learning how to attract the right people. Um, but one of the things that, um, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs tend to uh, rely on very heavily is what we call the social lane of traffic. And so that's social media, right? Um, but to really increase your vis- visibility, um, you want to use uh, four lanes of traffic. You want to use the social lane of traffic, the search lane of traffic, the relationship lane of traffic, and paid traffic. Uh, and so most people tend to do okay with the social lane of traffic, but it, when it comes to those other three lanes of traffic, they have a little bit of a learning curve. And so that is one of the sort of uh, gems, pillars of um uh, my coaching program is learning how to use those four lanes of traffic versus just the one. 
Yeah, because like in real life, you know, when we get into a traffic jam, we just get fed up. <laughs> right, right. We, we don't want to switch lanes. We don't want to move over. We don't even want anybody in. Okay. Right. <laughs> we just want to know why is it this? Yes. Uh-huh. That's it. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that a little bit more, but let's find out a little bit more of you and have some fun. Here we go. It's time for Rapid Fire. This is a quick game we play just to get to know you a little bit more. You're going to get two minutes on the clock. You can hear some music in the background, and you're going to give me A, B, C, or D. And those are the questions I ask you. You can answer the questions, but remember, you only got two minutes on the clock to get all the answers out before the horn goes off. So give me A, B, C, or D. Which one would you like? Uh, D, because I'm a Delta. No. Uh- <laughs> I knew that. I knew that was coming somewhere. When you told me the school, I said, I knew that was coming somewhere. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You're going to see two minutes on the clock. After the music starts, you got two minutes. The first question is coming up. All right. There's the okay. music. And your two minutes starts now. There it is. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? An elephant because I'm a Delta. <laughs> okay. What 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 is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um, shark. Oh, there you go. Uh, describe yourself in five words. Funny, smart, nerdy, funny, fun, smart. <laughs> You said that twice. All right, moving on. Tell me the nickname your parents used to call you when you were a little girl. My granddad used to call me Andy, and he's the only person. Nobody else can say that. There you go. Okay. What is your favorite childhood memory? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, you can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. Uh, being a cheerleader and drill team. Okay. Uh, what's something you do not like? Heat. <laughs> Got that one. <laughs> what is your favorite flower? Um... Oh, hydrangeas. Okay. From one to ten, how good are you of keeping a secret? Uh, Ten being really good. Yeah. Ten. All right. Uh, What is your best feature? My sense of humor. Ah, I was going to think that smile of yours. Okay. And when were you happiest? Um... Probably in college. There you go. Because I stayed in I stayed in trouble. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it 
that's a different show. <laughs> right. <laughs> had a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you made it through rapid fire. There we go. There we go. Got to know you a little bit more. I love that. All right. So, you know, some of the answers you gave us is like, you know, your granddad and, and he was the only one that named you. Tell us about the information you learned from the elders. Like, what did you learn from, you know, growing up with the elders that you keep till today? Uh, I think my work ethic comes from um, my granddad in particular. Um I think he was just like most other granddads, like you can't just lay in the bed, like it's 7 a.m. Why are you still in the bed? Um, and so I think my work ethic, I have a very high work ethic. Um, and I think the other thing that I learned um, was to be true to who you are. Which also changes. I've learned that as I've gotten older, too. What do you mean changes? Um, I think uh, depending upon where you are in life, um, I think you might have to be different people or have different sets of uh, values and beliefs. I think we have core values and beliefs as well. But I think as you get older, as you learn more, of course, you do better as you learn more. Uh, and so, um, being true to who you are and always sort of striving, uh, to, to get to know yourself. All right. Next question for you is what is consistent leaps in sales? Like, isn't sales just sales? What do you mean leaps? Like I thought, you know, when I sell and I make money and I make money, that's all good, isn't it? Uh, so I'll, first of all, all money is not good money. Okay. Uh, and then consistent leaps in sales is really about um, uh, growing your profits and growing your revenue, right? Like, you know, if you make $10,000 in in sales or profits, whichever measure you use, um, depending upon your goals, if your goals are to grow your business, which I think that would be the case for most people, um, you want to always implement um, strategies um, to be able to have, you know, growth in your sales or leaps in your sales. Um, I haven't run across anybody that's not interested in making more sales just yet. Who wants to make more money? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to learn more about how you can help us and get to the next level. Here we go. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people to do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top. And if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online at cmjent.com. Yes, we're back live talking about your business and talking about traffic. Now, I've been doing some research and looking at your reviews and stuff. And then I got a question. How do women and men think about business different, in your opinion? Um, I think women think about business um, more 
holistically. Uh, and so that means, uh, at least in my opinion, I think women think about their business and their business being able to serve more than their bank account. Um, I think they look at business as a way to uh, perhaps serve their family, to perhaps serve their community, uh, to perhaps serve uh, the causes and things that they care about. Uh, And then I think men are... um, can be more very goal and achievement focused and the success of their business, it can very much be tied to their identity um, versus women. That would be my opinion. And I, and I I agree with you to a point there, because I think sometimes one focuses more on the drive and not knowing that they can help others by doing this. And one thinks about helping others, not knowing that they can make money at the same time. Yes, so yes. I believe that hundred percent. Cause you know, when I'm talking to other entrepreneurs, I'm like, Oh, you should, t- you should turn that into this. Oh, I never thought of that. I'm like, yeah, right. you can sell mm-hmm. that. And they never thought of that. And when I'm talking to yeah. other people, I'm like, Oh man, you're doing such great work. You should, you know, be a mentor or put this out and teach other people. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh. Either. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. It's funny that you did say that, that that's how we think that we don't know that our business is, universal, twofold, yes. we can do multiple mm-hmm. things. Multiple. Mm-hmm. So talking about multiple, how do we do multiple advertising? Um, I think it first, I think it's important to understand, uh, and, and this is a common challenge that I find very surprising every time I run into it with my new clients is, you know, they come into the coaching space or wanting help and not really, they have a business idea, they have a business dream, but they don't really look at it as um, a way to really help people to solve a problem or to solve a challenge. Um, Even if you're selling clothes or shoes or handbags or what have you, you're solving a challenge for somebody. Like I love a handbag, right? And so if you have a great store full of handbags, you're making it easy for me to come to a store and find what I want pretty easily. Um, and so first, I think it's important for business owners to ready, to be comfortable with you're solving a problem, you're solving a challenge, you're fulfilling a want or a need and who you're doing that for. You can't advertise, well, you can, but Mm -hmm. you can't advertise effectively without understanding uh, you're solving a want, need, challenge, and having that mindset. So -hmm. that's the first thing, um, surprisingly, that I have to work with clients on Mm -hmm. is getting into that mindset because they immediately want to go to marketing. They immediately want to go to advertising, and they immediately think that that's going to solve their problems. When no, the the origin of your issue is you're not really comfortable, maybe mindset wise or strategy wise, that you're solving a want or need. And then that causes your copy and your language not to be, not to resonate with people. Um, And so we can't necessarily jump right to advertising. You have Mm. to first recognize. Well, um, I'll put my hand up because that was me. me. (laughs) 
That was me. Because when you, okay. When you first start, you know, years ago, and I first opened up my business, someone like yourself said, all right, so who are you selling to? What's your client? Everybody. Everybody. Uh, and that's what everybody says. Who are you selling to? Everyone. Well, who's your client base? Everyone. It's like, mm-hmm. until I learned that, no, you have a certain niche certain person you need to focus to sell that one person that's who you're looking for because not everybody is your client not everybody right. wants your service and like you said the handbag i ain't looking for no handbag so <laughs> right <laughs> right so yeah we're not gonna talk to you charles we're not gonna advertise to you no and it's you're, wasting, yeah. your, you're yeah. wasting your time yeah. and your money so definitely yeah. want to add mm-hmm. to that 100 percent. i think you're absolutely correct once i learned who i'm advertising to and mm-hmm. who this is for, then mm-hmm. the money starts coming in. Then the clients yes. start coming in. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, one more thing I want to talk to you about is the client. You know, more customers talking to that client. How do you keep a client? How do I keep a client, or how do I help my no, clients keep no, a I'm client? Asking, I'm asking you. This is this is this is, this is a personal one. How do you personally keep a client? Um, first of all, I keep a client because I think that it totally comes across. I am super obsessed with other people being successful. Mm-hmm. Like I truly mean that like in my DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm working with people, um, you know, I believe in going above and beyond in terms of helping people to be able to reach their goals, reach their dreams. That's number one. Uh, number two, I think what helps me to keep clients is, Um, I've had such a wide variety of experiences. Um, It it allows me to be able to relate to people on all types of ideas and, you know, experiences. Uh, And so being able uh, to be relatable uh, and to not take myself so seriously uh, is is another way that really helps me to keep clients. And then also being able to offer a variety of services based on where people are um, and allowing people to be able uh, to grow with me or for me to be able to grow with them based on where they are in your business um, are just a couple of of ways that I think uh, help me to keep clients. And, And even once we're done working together, like I'm checking in on people every now and then just Hey, how are you doing? How are things? Not necessarily because I'm looking for a fee or I'm looking for, you know, some additional, you know, come join this new program that I have. But I'm genuinely interested um, in how people are doing. Um, And if there's like a quick, you know, way that I can help somebody when they've encountered a new problem, I'm Mm -hmm. there for it. And and the reason I wanted to ask you that question, because I do strongly believe that your passion comes out people will see like oh like you know they're so passionate about this so they are invested in it mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, you ever absolutely. gone to, you ever gone to somewhere and someone's serving you and you're like like they don't want to be there <laughs> and i'm like oh, you don't want to be here how am i gonna buy something from you because then i'm not getting interested you're not hyping yeah. me up to get this mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. you gotta have the passion for it and that's the main yeah. thing so definitely yeah. wanted to know how do you keep a client with your passion, with your love and helping them out? And that's the key thing. Go to the next level. Okay. Give them a little extra. What's the big, what's, what's, what's the big deal? You're going to give them a little extra on the top. You know what I mean? Put the, hey, I believe we're all going to win. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's going to come back one way or the other. It may not be yeah. with that person. Um, and e- even then, it's not even about reciprocity, right? It's just about being a good human, doing the right thing, and letting the chips like, fall where they may play. Stop being stingy. Put some extra whipped cream on that. Thing. Let's move on. <laughs> right, right. Like, what is that going to cost? Is that your whipped cream, by the way? <laughs> Some back demon just came out. All right. <laughs> Put some extra whipped cream on it. All right. In life, that's what I call it. Extra whipped cream. Help somebody out. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's have some more fun. It is now time for. Now time for It's now time for pick three. Before we let you go, you're going to ask yourself the last three questions. So give me three numbers between one and 13. And those are the questions I'm going to ask you. Pick a number between one and 13. Give me three numbers. Yep. Between one and 13. Three of them. I'll give you three numbers. Yep. Um, I'm going to pick three. Three. Uh, I'm going to pick Seven. Seven. And I'm going to pick 13. Oh, all the way down to the last one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number three. What advice would you give someone pursuing a similar career to yours? Uh, never stop learning. Never stop learning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number seven. What's one myth about your industry that you want to squash right now? This is your opportunity to let everybody know it does not work like that. No, I do not get paid like that. No. What myth do you want to squash right now? Um, one myth. I think um, that there isn't any quick, rich way. Oh, so you, what do you mean? You don't just put your thing on Facebook and automatically roll it in? It's not work? No, oh. no, it's not, not at all. Not you, at all. You don't do one ad on Instagram and then. No. Oh. And I got to, yeah, and I'm standing in front of a Rolls Royce. No. <laughs> I can rent one <laughs> for the photo, but. <laughs> oh, see? Yeah. Uh-huh. I always thought it was just that easy. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. You got to put the work in. All right. Uh, what other three podcasts would you recommend to the audience and why? Uh, um, or it could be books I'm, or any, any other social that you think would help. Um, I, I might do like a hodgepodge. So okay. I love um, Side Hustle Pro. That's a mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I love... Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's by Seth, Seth Godin. Okay. Uh, he's in marketing. I think he has a couple of books out, but I love his stuff. And um, I want to say the name of the book is The Big Leap, but it's got a fishbowl and it's got the fish jumping <laughs> over into the other fishbowl. I think it's called The Big Leap. I read stuff and I'm, I'm terrible. All right, people. I think it's watching, called the Big Leap. If you're watching or you're listening and you know which which bowl with the fish <laughs> and sleeping or something. Look, let me, let me, look, let me uh, keep talking. I'm going to look it up. I'm almost sure it's called The Big Leap. It's a really good book. 
as you can tell, because I can remember the name of it. Don't deter, let that deter you from not reading the book that I can't remember. Yeah, right now, she's looking for the picture of the fish and the bowl. Right. <laughs> it's a really good book. And I think it's called The Big Leap. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh-huh. Listen, she's having fun, and that's how she's going to have fun with you while she The coaches. Big Leap. See, there it is. Yep. There it is. By Gay Hendricks. See, we, we find out for you right here on the show. <laughs> yes. So there it is. There's her email. Uh, let it write it down. There's the website. I'll pull it back up. You know, if you need help. And what's the, you know, something before we let you go, what is the best client? Like, what do they need to come to you? Because I don't, I, I hate when people just come to you and they're not prepared and they just say, yeah, help me. Okay. Help you with what? Uh, what's your business? Like, what should they come to you first before they have a consultation with you, before they even speak to you? What should they bring to the table? Um, well, A, before they talk to me, they're going to fill out a form <laughs> that's going to give me some information. So a lot of times people come fairly prepared. But I will say when it comes to being a client, what's super important is to, is a, is a, is motivation and willingness to, to put in the work. Yeah. Like I will gladly take your money. right I will thank you thank you for hiring me but I genuinely like what I am teaching you will Mm. genuinely teach you how to have a successful business oh wait and I I'm confused so you don't do it for us you don't just do everything for us and we just say hey you do it I've done a lot of it for you and you can Mm -hmm. watch and consume and Use the workbooks and you can come to coaching sessions. And at the end of the day, Um, whose business is it? It is your business. And you have, when you work with me, you have what you need to be successful. Um, We we cover mindset. We cover managing your money, uh, all of the things. And so. I find it funny that people come to coaching and then they expect the coaches to do everything for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't work like that. This is your business. You know, if yeah. I, if I, if I could, if I could take it to a, to a, a sports analogy, you know, the coach is there to run the place, tell you mm-hmm. what to do. You're the athlete. You're the athlete of the team. You're the athlete of the business. You got to go out and do what you do best and score. You know, we can only help you yes. out at a certain level, but you got to go out and finish, you know, get that touchdown. Right. So right. Think. Remember, when you're coming out, this is your business. You need to make sure that you do 100%. So 100%. And you can win. You can win. You really can win. (laughs) I'm a good coach. We're going to win. I'm competitive. You're going to (laughs) win. Delta, right? (laughs) Yes. And I raised two alpha males some kind of way. So... Well, I don't usually do this, but before we let you go, any shout outs you want to do? Because I know it's coming. Go ahead. I would like to give a shout out to the greatest sorority of all time, Delta Sigma Theta, Delta Rho, Spring 94. Oh, <laughs> thanks. If I didn't, if I didn't do it, everybody would have killed me. I'm like, let her do it. Let her do it. Just let her do it. <laughs> 
Listen, yes. this has been a great show. This has been fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for teaching us and let us learn. And if you want to learn more, you know, please reach out. Now, I always say this. You didn't have to watch, but I'm so glad that you did. Question for you. Who is driving your business? We talked about it. You're on the highway. Who's going to make the left? And who's going to make the right? Who's going to draw the brakes and step on the gas? It's all up to you. If you want more information, give her a call. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback. So please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.